Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, September 10th, 2018, broadcasting from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK. P-I-C at DraftKings. There are no season-long commitments, and the NFL season is underway. And I'm already looking ahead to Week 2. Next Sunday, there will be a 13-game slate for next Sunday's $1.75 million play-action contest. $1.75 million in total prizes, with $100,000 going to first place. And again, play in this contest for free by signing up using promo code PICK. P-I-C at DraftKings.com. Today's show is also presented by BetOnline. Sign up today at BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% bonus with college football and the NFL underway. Now is the perfect time to make your online wages at BetOnline.ag and take full advantage of the best bonuses in the business. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and also the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, BetOnline.ag. Welcome to the show on this Monday, September 10th, and joining me today, back in studio, is producer Pete Needham. Pete, what's going on? Thanks for joining me today. What's up, Pick? Happy Monday. Happy Monday yes, it is, uh, because I went 4-1 and one with Picks Picks. We will get into all of that, but uh, you've been gone for a little bit. What, you didn't have any street hockey tournament this weekend that you were celebrating a win for? No, the, the uh, street hockey tournament season is over. Uh, we went uh, four straight tournament victories. Had to take some time off, though. Had to focus on the gym, as you know, so I'm glad to be back, though. Yeah, and glad you don't have back. much of a voice. I know. I so not work. ideal. I will say. <laughs> Not the best day. Yeah, I had a rough rough weekend. Fun weekend, but a rough weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm paying for it today, though, that's for sure. I am happy that the NFL is back. I'm thrilled that the NFL is back because, you know, it gets somewhat boring on the weekends now where I don't work weekends anymore, which is, I'm not complaining about that. I don't want to work weekends anymore, but sometimes, you know, late in the summer, the month of August, you're sitting there on a Sunday going, I don't want to watch golf anymore, right? Like, I just need football to start. And football started... This weekend, well, it actually started on Thursday night of last week, and I record on, we record on Mondays and Thursdays, so I was not able to react to that game Thursday night in which Philly opened the NFL season officially by beating the Atlanta Falcons. You know, they have the ceremony that got delayed with some weather, uh, but then they had the ceremony, and of course, those assholes in Philly ran the Philly special again. Can you believe that? They ran, they called the Philly Philly this time, the Philly special, and of course, you know, they got it right again, so... Um, they're assholes still. Yeah, still assholes. It's just a play I never want to see again, but it looks like they're going to keep running it, and it looks like they're going to keep running it with Nick Foles. So Philly wins that game to begin the season, but then we get Sunday slate, and that's what I'll be breaking down today on this show. And, and Pete, we're actually going to reveal another new segment in just a little bit, and it's a segment that we're going to call Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda. Every Monday, presented by CrossFit 617, which is your gym. I'm excited for this. So we're, we're yeah. going to promote your gym, and this is actually your segment. It's not even my segment. That's true. I'm giving you your own segment. I love it. I love Shoulda, it. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, presented by CrossFit 617. Every Monday, Pete, producer Pete, is going to tell me 
who I should have been on the the previous weekend. Like what what team I should have been on, uh, whether it's with the spread. I don't know. Maybe it's an over under. Maybe it's a silly prop bet that you had. Maybe it's a DraftKings player that I didn't have. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Pete's gonna give me that a little bit later on in this show. But um, I gotta begin with with really the top story in the NFL today on this Monday, September 10th, as we look back at week one. The top story is no doubt Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, a comeback for the ages on Sunday Night Football at home at Lambeau against the Chicago Bears. Green Bay came back from a 20 to nothing deficit. Chicago took a 20 nothing lead, but they didn't just take a 20 nothing lead. They knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the game. Aaron Rodgers was falling to the ground in the first half, and somebody fell on his leg, the side of his leg, and it just bent the wrong way. Aaron Rodgers goes to the tent. He ends up jumping on a cot. He gets cotted off the field. Doesn't look good. You go into the half, and I'm thinking, I even tweeted, I said, I'm the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers jinx. Did I jinx the Packers? Because, Pete, I put out, you know, my lock of the week with Picks Picks, which is part of the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge, my lock of the week was Green Bay. And the video that I had put out over the weekend was me talking about my lock of the week. And what I said was, Aaron Rodgers, he's healthy for this game. I also told you that Khalil Mack, as great of a player as he is, he's not going to make the Chicago Bears a Super Bowl contender immediately. And what happened? Rodgers gets hurt. (laughs) Khalil Mack does Literally everything anybody on the defensive side could do, uh, you know, fumble, interception, sacks, like, you name it, Khalil Mack did it. And (laughs) it just, uh, it was one of those moments where someone like myself who makes picks had where I go, wow, I'm a jinx. Like, I I jinxed this. Yeah, I was saying the same thing, too, as I was watching the game, because obviously you know how much I have riding on you mm-hmm. in this whole thing. That's right. Yeah, I, I put a lot of uh, faith in your picks. So part of this Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge presented by BetOnline.ag, you can go to BetOnline.ag and you can actually place a futures bet on the winner of the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge. And I'm going up against other Podcast One personalities like Shaquille O'Neal, Adam Carolla, Rob Riggle, you know, Riggle's picks. He always does them on Fox. Like, I'm in the same challenge with these guys making picks. Five games, not with the spread this year, but it, it's a challenge nonetheless with a scoring system. I went 4-1 and one with my picks. Green Bay was my lock of the week, and you get one point for a win, but you get two points for your lock of the week. So I needed the lock of the week. Like, I think that's the one thing you've got to get right in this contest. But, Pete, you put $100 on me, so there's a futures bet you can bet... Who's going to win this contest? I think it's Ross Tucker who is the favorite at plus 700 to begin, but I'm an underdog I would at say plus you're a 1,200. Huge, huge underdog. Plus 1,200 yeah. for me to win the season standings. I see that as easy money. And you put 100 bucks on me. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to put more on you. 100 to win 1,200. Yeah. I, I, do you think the odds will change next week? Uh, they should. Like, do you think you'll go? Because I, I would take that as a slap in the face if I'm still 1,200 at four after and having one. a four and one week I in know. week one. Getting my lock of the week right. Getting those two points. That was a big two points in me. Squeaking out the lock of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen. But who did? The, the Packers fall behind 20 nothing. Aaron Rodgers, what are you thinking, Pete? Season over, right? Over. Game over. Done. Season over. But it just, I'm thinking, is his career over? No. He, but he just signed the, the huge contract, making him the highest paid player in NFL history. He's just coming off an injury. You know, he missed 
the end of last season with that collarbone injury. And, uh, I mean, I just felt so bad for Packers fans. And you could just sense it in that building at Lambeau. There was a feeling of ultimate depression on Sunday night. It was like the season didn't even begin. And they had this feeling like, wow, it's never going to begin until next year now. Right? <laughs> what, are you going to put your money on Deshaun Kaiser to, to lead you to the promised land? Ain't going to happen. You need Aaron Rodgers. But then, a miracle. It was like, you know, Aaron Rodgers or somebody in that Packers organization turned water into wine, and here comes Rodgers limping out in the field. And I will say this, Pete, about Aaron Rodgers and that knee injury. And this might sound crazy. And you never you never say an injury is a good thing for anybody. But when Aaron Rodgers started just, you know, bing, bang, boom, quick, dump-offs, slant routes, open guys quickly, couldn't run around, couldn't make that little turn out of the pocket and roll to his left, right? Couldn't do it because his knee was banged up. That almost worked in his favor, I thought, with the way he was moving the ball downfield, a way in which before he got hurt, he wasn't doing that. You know, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is so used to trying to keep a play alive and wait and wait. I feel like that's one criticism I've always had about Aaron Rodgers is that you know, a lot of times he, he has to make like a tough throw, like he's on the run, and you're like, wow, how did he make it? Cross body, running to his left. He makes, you know, it's a difficult play, but I feel like sometimes with Aaron Rodgers, he almost makes it difficult on himself, right? By, by waiting, 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 because he knows he has that ability to wait because he, he, he is a, a mobile quarterback and he can get out of the pocket and he can make plays. He, he has the confidence in himself that he can make those plays when he's on the run. And I think that confidence he has in himself that he can make those plays when he's on the run, I think sometimes it works against him because sometimes I do think he makes play. He just makes a possession more difficult than it has to be. So when he has that knee injury, it almost worked out in his favor where it changed his mindset. He's like, I got Khalil Mack coming for my ass. I do not want to get hit by him again. And then I also can't run. So I have to get this thing off quickly. You know, I, have to go, I got to make my reads. You know, when it comes to going through progressions, I'm going to have to, you know, you saw that play he made deep down the right sideline on the money in the back of the end zone. Holy shit. I mean, you talk about teasing the safety with his eyes to the left and then knowing where he's going the whole time. You know, just Aaron Rodgers, what he did in this game last night was something that not a lot of guys can do. Now, there is one guy we know can do something like that. His name is Tom Brady. So I don't want people coming out today, you know, trying to crown Aaron Rodgers as the guy who had the greatest comeback in NFL history because that was not the greatest comeback in NFL history. The greatest comeback in NFL history happened in the Super Bowl two years ago when the Patriots were down 28-3 and beat the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, and that was Tom Brady leading that charge. Yeah, there was really no injury to Tom Brady in that game. And the injury added to the Aaron Rodgers' dramatics on Sunday night and the comeback that he had. It was a great comeback. But let's not call it... Let's let's stop short of calling it the greatest comeback in NFL history because it wasn't. But how can you not applaud Aaron Rodgers for the job that he did, even though if you're a Chicago Bears fan today, you still think even with the comeback and the way Aaron Rodgers played, you should have won the game with an interception late that was right in the guy's numbers and he dropped it. Dropped the ball, man. Right in the chest. Like, how how do you drop that ball? Because he catches that, the game's over, game even over. with the comeback. Oh, yeah. Instead, Rodgers leads him down. Green Bay wins the game. Uh, 
they win this one 24-23 after falling behind 20-0. And, of course, the Aaron Rodgers dramatics is, is the top story. He was questionable with the knee. Then he returned. And, uh, look, I mean, Khalil Mack, he, on Chicago's end, you know, the reason this is so bad for Chicago, not just because it's a loss and, and you had a 20 nothing lead and you blew that lead, but also because, you know, Khalil Mack came as advertised, right? And then some. He came as advertised and then some. And also, I think if you're a Bears fan, at least in the first half, what you saw out of your quarterback in Mitch Trubisky, that was... I think you should be very intrigued by that if you're a Chicago fan. However, all, as good as those things were, it is... You know, it's pretty demoralizing to 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 know that all those things were so good. All those things went your way. <laughs> and you still lost the game last night. I mean, that's one they should have stole at Lambeau, and they couldn't do it. And Green Bay ends up saving me because that was my lock of the week. They were my lock of the week, and my picks are not with the spread as part of this Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge. They're just straight-up winners. Um, I told her I, if I was taking them with the spread, I probably would have taken the points and, and a close game, knowing that it's a, a divisional rival. But straight up, my lock of the week was Green Bay, and they ended up making me look good, even though I was very nervous most of the night. But Green Bay, that is the top story uh, in week one, at least for Sunday's slate, is what the Packers did on Sunday Night Football. And, and speaking of my picks with them being my lock, let's just get to it. Picks, picks. Four and one. Said so that means I get four points. Pete, I get one point for a win, except for the lock of the week is two points. Yeah, let's 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 be clear. Four and one with just winners. Just winners. Just winners. Yeah, because because picks picks used to be with the spread. Yeah, yeah. With, so, used to be with the spread. Yeah. Um, just want to make that clear. But there was but but I'm making it clear. That there's a scoring system. So yeah. like, the games I got right, I get a point. The game I got wrong, I get minus a point. So uh, okay. you take the four points. You know, you take the three points in the regular games that yep. you get. And then you subtract Fine. one, two, and then you add two on the two points I get with the lock of the week. That's four points. That's pretty good. The one game I got wrong, the only game I got wrong, was close to being my, it was almost my lock of the week. New Orleans. I took the Saints to beat Tampa Bay. It was in New Orleans. I'm expecting a big year from New Orleans because the rumors were that Drew Brees is telling people behind the scenes that this might be his last year. And that adds to the motivation, right? If you're one of his teammates... Uh, this is Drew's last year. Let's go get it for him, right? Let's go get it for him. And let's get, you know, let's start this thing on the right foot at home against a team we should beat. Who's starting quarterback and Jameis Winston is suspended. Let's go get him. You know, I also did tell you making this pick when I took New Orleans over Tampa Bay. I did tell you that I think maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick actually gives Tampa Bay maybe a better chance to win the game than Jameis Winston. I'm not the biggest Jameis Winston fan. I think he's an idiot as I think you can continue to see with some of the stupid decisions that he makes off the field, never mind the stupid ones he makes on the field. Fitzpatrick, and as you saw on Sunday, uh, you know, what did they put up? 48 points? Just 40, 48 to, to 40? I mean, I don't know how, I don't know what the hell happened in New Orleans. And Pete, I don't, I didn't have red zone yesterday. So I did, there was... Something missing in my life. I, you know, I'm watching the yeah. Patriots at one. Patriots beat Houston. I'll get into that in a minute. But when the Patriots are on, I don't do red zone. 
I don't do red zone. Yeah, I can't do it either. I just watch the Patriots game. But then you get to see some of the highlights mid-game, but that's it doesn't give you the the full action of what's going on. So I didn't see this game. You just see some highlights. Now New Orleans came back, but what what the hell happened? <laughs> like like what? Well, Fitzpatrick was looking like uh, looking like Tom Brady out there throwing absolute bombs. Every highlight I saw though was like one-on-one coverage with no help over the top, and a Saints cornerback getting toasted. It's like at some point, if you're the Saints. Don't you dial something up defensively where you're giving a little help over the top with your safeties? I mean, come on, do something. I mean, that's something that I would do playing Madden 19. Hey, I'm getting toasted on one-on-one coverage, one-on-one man. I'm giving no help over the top, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to change our coverage a little bit. It's almost like New Orleans just didn't want to do that. So Saints lose. That was my only loss. I'm very disappointed because it should be. I should have been 5-0 and in week one. New Orleans should not lose this game. If they're going to have the type of season that I expect them to have, they cannot, at home, you know, if they go into Tampa Bay and it's a dogfight and they lose to a divisional team, different story. You're at home. It's the season opener. You got the most dangerous weapon, I think, in football in Alvin Kamara. And, again, Drew Brees, like Michael Thomas. Like, you got weapons in New Orleans. And you're going to lose this game? I mean, they did put up 40 points. So can you put it on the offense? Now, Alvin Kamara killed it for me in my DraftKings lineup, um, in my fantasy lineup. But it's the New Orleans defense that I'm putting into question. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I I, I guess I just, you know, I, I know he, I told you he's an upgrade from Jameis Winston, I think. But not I didn't think he'd be that much of an upgrade. So I, you got to put that one on New Orleans D. I don't know what happened in that game. Uh, I don't know how you lose that. But New Orleans... They were a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. They were my only loss. Uh, my other three wins, I had Baltimore. They whooped Buffalo. I told you, take Baltimore. The Ravens win this game 47-3. to Baltimore, you know, they might be licking their chops, seeing what's going on in Pittsburgh, seeing that the Steelers are a team right now that's got some issues. I'll get to the Steelers in a minute. And that game against Cleveland, in which Cleveland is just going to Cleveland on you. Whether you like it or fucking not. They are just going to... Cleveland's going to Cleveland, right? 21-21 tie. I'll get to that. But, you know, Baltimore's licking their chops. Joe Flacco? People don't like him. They don't want to call him elite. He's got some weapons. They got Willie Sneed. You forget about that. Michael Crabtree. And, you know, I know they're playing Buffalo. Buffalo, they ended up going to Josh Allen, right? The Peterman. Peterman throws a couple picks. Josh Allen comes in. Baltimore wins 47-3. I told you, this could have been my lock of the week, too. But uh, Baltimore could have a nice season. And they, I think they're licking their chops seeing what's going on in Pittsburgh and that division in the AFC North. So Baltimore was one of my wins. Washington was another one of my wins. The Redskins were a one-point dog on the road in Arizona. I told you, just take money line, take Washington to win the game. They did win in Arizona. Washington wins 24-6. Pete, I am very high on Washington this year. Very high. I saw Russ Tucker tweet. Ross Tucker is part of this podcast, One Sportsnet Challenge. He tweeted something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, he said, you know, is Washington, uh, you know, end up, are they going to be a team that nobody thought they'd be, or is, or is Arizona, like, who we thought they would be? It's something like that. And I said, hey, speak for yourself, because I have Washington winning the NFC East, okay? I do. I, in my NFL season predictions last week, I told you, I am a, and you've listened to me, Pete, I'm a big Alex Smith fan. He doesn't turn the ball over. And Alex Smith, just doing Alex Smith things yesterday. 
21 of 30, 255 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Washington wins the game. And it's 24-6, but another storyline in this one, Adrian Peterson turned the clock back, rushed for 96 yards on 26 carries, also had a TD. Adrian Peterson, if he can just protect that football and not turn it over, I think Washington gets an upgrade with Alex Smith because you know Alex Smith ain't turning it over. Even though Kirk Cousins, look, Kirk Cousins had a nice debut in Minnesota with a win over San Fran. Still, I like Alex Smith better. I do. Former former top pick has taken multiple teams to the playoffs, and again, he's a veteran who doesn't turn it over. And uh, I, I just like Washington this year. I don't think what you saw yesterday was a fluke. I think part of it, obviously, is that Arizona, nobody's expecting anything out of them. But also, you know, look, if you're watching, don't knock Washington for that. Because you're in a, this is a league, the NFL's a league, where the teams that don't make the playoffs are the teams that are playoff caliber teams, but don't beat the teams they should beat. Like, if you're Washington, you should beat Arizona, given the talent I think you have. And they beat Arizona. So don't knock Washington for beating a team they should beat. I praise them for it because way too often in this league, you know, there's just mind-boggling losses, right, throughout a season. We we are going to sit here and go, how do you beat Team X one week and then the next week come back and lose to Team Y who sucks? Like, how do you do that? It's a league in which teams have a tough time handling the business that they should realistically handle. So don't knock Washington for this win. I think praise him for it. Washington, I'm telling you, I'm sticking to my guns. I think, they, I think they're going to take the East. Now, you could say Philly with their win over Atlanta. I don't have Philly in the playoffs. I, I, I still think that, you know, that game, that was, an, that was not a pretty game Thursday night. It wasn't. It wasn't a pretty game. They can run the Philly, Philly shit all they want. They can run that f- stupid Philly special all they want. They shove it up their ass, too. As Nick Foles is running down the sideline making a catch. Um, he's going to get laid out one of these days. Absolutely <laughs> good, laid out. Good. Good. Let it happen. Who's their third string quarterback? Anybody know? They'll be running the Philly, Philly, the Philly flea flicker. <laughs> what else are they going to call it? Philly trips. Philly third string. The old Philly cheesesteak. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think the easy pick is to put Philly at the top of that division still. And, and I, I don't, I'm not convinced it's going to happen because I think Washington's a really good team, especially if they don't turn the ball over. So Washington, they beat Arizona. I told you it was going to happen. And then my other win, the New England Patriots, right? Bringing it back home here in New England with some Boston topics. The Patriots were a six-point favorite. They beat the Houston Texans at home in the season opener. Patriots win it 27-20. Tom Brady, 26 of 39 for 277 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, on a ball that was tipped at the line of scrimmage. We saw Rex Burkhead as the top running back on the team with 64 yards on a team-high 18 carries. My biggest takeaway, though, Pete, for this game was that Tom Brady likes Philip Dorsett. He likes Philip Dorsett. I mean, he likes Philip Dorsett. Seven targets, seven receptions for 66 yards and a TD. Look, Dorsett's a former first-round pick just a couple years ago. And... This is, the, this is a guy with athleticism. This is a guy with speed. This is a guy, you could even say, you know, with the resume, just talking about the fact that he's a former first-round pick, 
you know, you're waiting for it. Like, when is he going to get his opportunity? When is Brady going to start trusting him? You know, there have been guys that have come in that, that Brady just can't trust. And we just saw one, Eric Decker. And that's why Eric Decker's ass got cut, though. They say he retired. I still think that the Patriots told them to turn in his playbook. And they did it the proper way by saying, we'll let you make the announcement with the retirement instead of us having to send out a press release saying we told you to hand in your playbook. But, um, you know, Brady needs to trust his receivers. And the question was, you know, while Julian Edelman is out with a four-game suspension, while Gronk is getting, you know, double and triple covered, you know, outside of Chris Hogan, where are you going? I think it's safe to say that Kadaro Patterson is going to be somebody that receives an end-around or a dump-off because I don't think he can catch very well. How do you say his first name? Kadaro? Yeah, I say Cordarrell. No, it's Kadaro. I know. I just realized Don't that. confuse me. No, I'm not going to. Oh, now you do you, because no. now I don't know. What did you say and what did I say? Cordarrell. Kadaro. Co- Kadaro. Oh, what did you say? I like Cordarrell better. What did you say? Cordarrell. You That's what you said? Yeah. I said Kadaro. I said Cordarrell. It's Kadaro. <laughs> I now I think I said what you said the first time. I don't know. We'll call him Patterson. We'll call him Patterson. Coderell. Kid's fast. He took some hits too. Tough kid. But I guess he can't catch. So he's gonna be they're gonna be dumping it off to him. Uh they're gonna be running end arounds. Who's gonna be that other receiver while Edelman's out? Philip Dorsett. I think my biggest takeaway from that game yesterday and a Patriots win over Houston is that. Tom Brady likes Philip Dorsett, and that is great news here in New England because they do need another receiver that Tom Brady trusts and that Tom Brady likes to throw the football to with no Amendola. And for the first four weeks, with no Edelman, I mean, he's still going to force it into Gronk. (laughs) You heard Gronk after the game. He's like, when that ball was up in the air coming to me, you know, that catch Gronk made, he's like, Gronk says, I was thinking to myself, what is Tom thinking throwing me this football right now? I got guys all over me. So it is amazing the amount of trust that he has him just to throw it up and, and let him do his thing. To Gronk, yeah. yeah it's awesome. It is. It was, it was a little disheartening to see him and Hogan not able to link up as much. But yeah, but we've seen that in yeah, the past. Yeah, I know. And it's still, it, but it just, it, you would think that eventually it might click. And I was hoping this season would be it, but well, it's, it's still. It's, let's it's, give Houston credit. They got yeah, a nice defense. Yeah. They got a nice defense. And in fairness to the Patriots offensive line, which I had big time questions with, you know, J.J. Watt, we didn't hear his name till the second half. Right? When's of, because they showed J.J. Watt in the third quarter, and I said to myself, wow, that's the first time they, they even showed him, I think. Right? And, and that is a credit to the Patriots' offensive line. And, and I mean, look, J.J. Watt getting in there a couple times in the second half, but the, when you're playing that team with that front seven, that Houston defense, it's only a matter of time till they get in on you. I, I don't care how good your offensive line is, so... Um, you know, the Patriots, I think they passed a lot of tests yesterday. And this was a crazy offseason in which people needed answers. And, you know, there was some answers that came before the game. Some stuff. You know, there was a report that came out that said Alex Guerrero is going to have a presence with the team. He can travel. He can be in the, I think they said in the locker room. He just can't be on the sideline, right? And basically what that is, is that's Belichick and Brady coming together which I told you they would do, and come up with a compromise on Alex Guerrero. And the compromise would have to be, you know, from Belichick's perspective, listen, Tom, I know this is your guy. I know that that you like working out with him. And obviously, you know, you're benefiting from whatever you're doing. You know, 
your vegetable drinks and your 400-page cookbooks and your rubber bands and pliability, whatever. You're be- you like that. It works out for you, apparently. So I, I, it would be foolish for me to take Guerrero away from you, but the hoopla with him on the sideline and the media talking about it, let's eliminate that hoopla. Let's not have him around when the media is around. Let's eliminate that conversation from the media altogether. And you know what? Maybe we can't eliminate it, but let's control what we can control. And by that, I mean, let's not put Guerrero on, Nash, on, on TV. Don't let the cameras get Guerrero. So don't put him Let's not. He's not out there. Nobody can see him. Nobody with a camera on CBS or Fox, on NBC, or NFL Network, they can't see him. So let's not put him out there. And that, that looks to be the compromise. That was one story. The other story was, you know, more reports that Rob Gronkowski almost got traded until Gronk said, I'm not going to play for any other team other than the Patriots. Which obviously, if you're another team, you then might back off giving the Patriots something really good for Gronk. Like, you're not going to give up a lot for a guy that's going to hold out and not play for you, right? So, and, and I mean, I still think the trade talk with Gronk was the Patriots doing their part in the public negotiation with Gronk in which Gronk was threatening retirement. Oh, was he going to WWE? What did I tell you? I, I told you, <laughs> I played out the Gronk scenario perfectly for you. Right? It's on my YouTube channel. I pasted the video, uh, posted the video of that back in the in the winter. And I told you what was going on. I said, Gronk is basically he wants he wants a new contract. And he kind of got a new contract. Kind of. I mean, he didn't get the you know, he didn't get the Odell Beckham, Aaron Rodgers, Khalil Mack contract. But, you know, he got some incentive-based. It's still insane to me that these guys, you know, they still get the incentive-based contracts, right? You can make the argument that Gronk should be the highest-paid receiver offensive player in the history of the league. You can make the case for him. And yet here he is signing deals with a big smile, him and Drew Rosenhaus, where he's getting these incentives. And um, But I think that's all it was about. It was Gronk using as much leverage as he had, and then the Patriots were going to respond to that by going, all right. Oh, you want to do motocross events in our building and not show up to voluntary workouts? You want to tease WWE in retirement? Okay, we'll uh, we'll talk to teams about trading you. We'll leak some reports that we're going to move you. And that's just, they're just playing the game. They were never really going to move Gronk. And they were always going to stay together. And so that was a question, but we got an answer. You know, Gronk was like, this is where I want to be. And um, the Patriots passed some tests. They answered a lot of questions. And here they are now 1-0 as they get set for a Week 2 game in Jacksonville, Sunday at 425. I don't know. Will the Jaguars be without Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette suffered a hamstring injury. Keep an eye on that. You know how hamstrings go. You gotta, Oh, I know. Oh, you yeah. know, Pete. You know. <laughs> Pete, don't even get me started with don't that. Don't get me going. Pete, my goalie for the Celtic 3-on-3. Oh, three three. A couple years ago, we're in the semifinals. We're running the gauntlet. We're looking good. We got a lead. We're going the finals. Pete pulls a hamstring. We got to pull somebody from the fucking stands to come in and play goalie. And, you know, and we lose. Not my greatest memory, all right? No, yeah. not mine either. So let's stop talking about yeah. it. Let's get back to Leonard Fournette. Jesus. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, will he play against the Pats next week? We got a lot of time to figure that out. But if you're Jacksonville, there's too much shit going on. Well, the win, the over-under win total for Jacksonville, I believe, was nine. And what I said during my predictions, 
Last week, I, I gave you five, Pete, I gave five teams over on the win totals. I just picked five that I that I was confident in. I'm confident that the Jaguars will have an 8-8 eight and eight season. I know they mm. went to the AFC Championship last year. I'm confident, though, that they're going to come back down to earth. And maybe the Fournette thing is is one of the ways that happens. Uh, there's too much talking with guys on their team. You had early season team suspensions. Too much going on. I took the under. Jacksonville over under win total was nine. I took the under. Under nine. And so, you know, Jacksonville, they're going to host the Patriots, but I, I, I don't. And I know it's a rematch to the AFC Championship, but early pick on that, I'd take the Pats. And that's not just me, you know, wearing a Patriots jersey telling you Pats are going to win every game because I, I told you they were going to lose three and go 13-3, and three, right? So I'm not picking them to win every game. But I do think they'll win in Jacksonville Sunday. But we got plenty of time to talk about that. Patriots beat Houston. That was my other win for Picks Picks. I went 4-1 and one on the week. If you want to check out the season standings, for the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge. You can go to podcastonesportsnet.com. Again, that's podcastonesportsnet.com. And again, go to betonline.ag uh, to place a futures bet on me. I don't know. Will I still be plus 1,200 to win it all going into week two? I should have. Be- it should be better than that, right? should be better than that. It's got to be a little improvement. Yeah. But you took me unless, at plus twelve hundred, so you got me at a good at a good price. Oh yeah, great price. But unless everybody else crushed it, do you know where anybody else stands? I, I was point? looking at some other people, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of four and ones and three and twos. That's good. That's yeah, good. Then. It's good. Yeah. But you know, you know what you get to? You get a lot of those guys like chirping at each other. Like, you know, Shaq is going after Rob Riggle on Twitter. Um, Adam Carolla is going after Shaq and Rob Riggle. They know better. Not to come at me, right? They know better not to come at me because it's like, I mean, when we get deep into these standings, we're not picking with the spread. I mean, this is almost like, you know, I've been picking five games with the spread every year on this show. It's almost like playing, you know, playing in the NHL for 10 years. And then like, you know, I have to go over to Germany and play in the 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 single A Deutsch League, (laughs) you know, and I just dominate. The Bundeslager. The Bundeslager. Right, it's almost, that's almost what it's like, and I'm just crushing it. So this is just what's going to happen in this sport. You know, this podcast one Sportsnet challenge. They know better, not Shaq. You know better, not to come at me. Right? <laughs> we already it. tried to get you to play Madden 19 when you were in town in Boston. We were going to take you to a fucking Red Sox game, and you turned us down. Okay, you turned us down. I can't believe it. So Shaq, I want a side bet with Shaq. I want a side bet. All right. I don't know. Like, what should that be? We, what should we do? Like, what's what? the bet with Shaq? If you beat him, he has to come to a game with us? <laughs> Shaq, if I beat you on the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge, you have to get your ass in this studio, record a podcast with me, and record an episode of Pick Up Your Sticks, Ooh. in which we play a game of Madden 19. Or I'm going to be getting NBA Live 19 soon. I already have NHL 19. It doesn't come out until this week, but EA Sports, my partnership with them, they sent me the game. By the way, little little note, I'll be doing a giveaway this week. So... Follow my YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. YouTube.com slash Danny Picard. And uh, I'll be giving you info on that. But I want to side bet with someone. They, but they just, they know better. Yeah. They, know they don't to, want it. They, they don't, don't want, want to it. come at me. Because they know it'll ultimately be a bad look for them. But uh, that's what we got in week one. Some other week one notes. 
Pete, before I get to your shoulda, coulda, woulda segment, I just got to run through a couple notes. And you can react, you know, you can react it the way you, whatever way you want. Okay. Today's, if you have something to say, oh, I'll just, let you just know. Just react. Kirk Cousins. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cousins. A nice debut with the Vikings. 24-16, a Minnesota win over San Fran. Jimmy G threw three picks. Man, it's, I, it's tough to root against the young kid who has a lot of promise. But because there are so many assholes in this town here in New England who are like, oh, I can't believe they traded Jimmy G and kept Tom Brady. Right? How many people said that? Just stupidity. It's like we're living, like, just everybody's so fucking spoiled. There's no guarantee Jimmy G is, is great. There's no guarantee Jimmy G gets to the playoffs the next three years. Come on. I root against Jimmy G. And it, it's... It's almost tough to do, but it's also easy at the same time. I'm with you. I'm so with he you. throws three interceptions. I kind of give like a <laughs> slow clap. Slow clap. And Tom Brady just, you know, as is Tom Brady, I, I just, it, it just makes the assholes sound like bigger assholes. That's all it does. So Jimmy G throws three picks. Kirk Cousins, nice debut. Like I told you, Cleveland is going to Cleveland. Tyrod Taylor <laughs> throws an interception at the end of regulation. Okay? Game's tied. The Browns are driving. Not much time left. Tyrod Taylor decides to go deep down the sideline. Like, what are you doing? You need, like, five yards and kick, like, a 53-yard field goal. And, you know what I mean? Like, just take a, you know, do something. A little dump off over the middle. They're almost giving you that. And then, you know, you run up. I think you spike it. You throw an interception down the sideline? And you go to overtime. But then when you get to overtime, you get a chance to win with a field goal. And it gets blocked. Cleveland's going to Cleveland. A 21-21 tie. Pittsburgh. I mean, give credit to Le'Veon Bell's replacement, Jimmy Connor. Jimmy C. had 135 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He's got quick feet. Pete, Pete the kid's got quick feet. Uh, he's not like one of these like big backs with like... He doesn't have big legs and not there. You know what I mean? He doesn't look like he's this guy that really is going to overpower you at all. But he's got quick feet. Jimmy C's got quick feet. He's speedy. Uh, he's speedy. He's speedy. <laughs> speedy. And uh, he had a nice day. Le'Veon Bell, though, he'll be back. You know, I know some people that got him in fantasy. He better be back, man. I got him. You have him in fantasy? Yeah, I do. Wow. I know. He'll be back. There's no doubt. He'll be back. I, I don't know why Pittsburgh won't pay him. You know, maybe they have Jimmy C with the quick feet, and they're like, oh, we don't need Le'Veon Bell. But they'd be idiots if they did that. Idiots. We just signed Le'Veon Bell. The stupidest thing that's happened in Pittsburgh over the last two weeks is the Steelers continuing to talk about Le'Veon Bell publicly. It's like, shut up. Take the Patriots' lead once. Follow the Patriot way once. Whether you're the coach or the players, focus on the guys in your room. If the media asks you about Le'Veon Bell, you know what you say? You don't go on this tirade where you're like, I can't believe he's not showing up. Fuck him. You don't do that. Here's what you do. You put your New England Patriots helmet on for two minutes. Two minutes. You put a Patriots helmet on. And you say, you know what? We're only focused on the guys in this room. That's it. It's easy. That's not hard. How, Pete, how easy is that? It's very easy. It's the easiest thing ever. <laughs> I, I say this about every team. When you have guys that just like go on these tirades that are so unnecessary, I say, you idiots. Would you just watch a Patriots, a New England Patriots press conference? You idiots. So stop talking about Le'Veon Bell. He'll be back. 
But now when he's back, there might be drama. You idiots. So maybe we're saying Pittsburgh's going to Pittsburgh, much like Cleveland's going to Cleveland. 21-21 tie. Good for the Patriots, right? See, Pittsburgh not win a game against Cleveland. Uh, Andrew Luck returned, right? He returned. There was news before the game that his second shoulder injury was an off-season snowboard accident. Speaking of idiots, <laughs> what are you doing? Stay off the fucking snowboard. God, you're a multi-million dollar NFL quarterback. You can't stay off a snowboard? Shouldn't that be in his contract? It should be. I'm it sure, should be. I'm sure it's going to be. They should hire me as a GM. It'd be in my mm. contract that I write. No snowboards. No skiing. No snowboards. No surfboards. No rollerblades. Put him in a bubble. Bubble boy. <laughs> Andrew Luck, bubble boy. That's what he needs to be. He is a goof. Andrew Luck's a boob, isn't he? He did you his post game press conference. He's like, you <laughs> you know what? I just am so I ran on that field and I was just so happy to be a cult. I was just like I know it sounds stupid, but I was so happy to be a cult to play football for the Indianapolis Colts. I'm gonna cry, guys. I'm so happy with that. Like you guys don't understand how cool it is. It is. Groovy. Like you just don't know. It's so cool. I mean, I'm wearing a blue jersey with a white helmet. I'm a cult, guys. That is cool. What a goon. Worry about winning. What a goon. I mean, he is putting up he's gonna put up big numbers, but he's a goon. Andrew Lockie returned. But they lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. That might be the story that's hidden. Bengals with a 34-23 win. Joe Mixon, Bengals running back. 95 yards and a touchdown for Joe Mixon. Um, how about Miami and Tennessee? Are they still playing that game? Is that... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that game over? Oh, it is. Now, this was the biggest who-gives-a-shit game of the week. Miami wins 27-20 after a 17-hour lightning delay. No, who cares about that game, right? Honestly, Miami won. There you go. We'll move on. Case Keenum, three touchdowns as Denver beats Seattle. Pete, I have Denver going in the playoffs. The Denver over-under win total was seven. I took the over. Case Keenum is a good quarterback. I'm sure he has a beef because Minnesota, after leading Minnesota to a 13-win season, the Vikings basically said, fuck you, we're going to sign Kirk Cousins to this monster contract. And Case Keenum's probably looking at that going, who is Kirk Cousins? I'm better than Kirk Cousins. And I'm going to prove it. I'm going to take Denver uh, to the playoffs. And I think he will. Um, Case Keenum, three touchdowns. Denver beats Seattle. Patrick Mahomes, speaking of the AFC West with Keenum and Denver. Patrick Mahomes replaces Alex Smith, quarterback in KC. Patrick Mahomes, four touchdown passes as Kansas City beats the Chargers. The San Diego Chargers, the LA Chargers. (laughs) Uh, I mean... They are, that's a team that I just, how could you be a fan of this team? I feel so bad. Are there fans for this team? I don't know. If there are, they've lost their minds. I, like, I would have panic attacks every Sunday watching that team. Because. Philip Rivers. Don't they. (laughs) 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 You know, we'll get him next week. We will get them next. We'll get them boys next week. I know we're going to start off 0-4, but we're going to be 8-8 when this thing ends, and we're going to be a wildcard team. We're going to be in the race. Don't you worry about us. 
Oh, we have to delay again. Delay a game again? Again? Well, that's what they do. The Chargers are just... You can't bet on them. Anybody who puts money on anything San Diego related, and I keep calling them San Diego because that's what they always will be to me, they should probably just go back. Nobody in L.A. wants them. They get the Rams. They get the Rams. Nobody wants the Chargers. They get the Rams. Come on. Uh, Chargers lose to KC. Carolina beats Dallas 16-8. And after the game, or maybe it was during the game, we got a little tweet from Des Bryant. <laughs> now, former Cowboys, the Cowboys lose to Carolina. Some This was the biggest story of this game. Uh, <laughs> Des Bryant, who's sitting at home on his couch, somebody tweets him. And by the way, talk about like, I've tweeted at Des Bryant the last two months like a hundred <laughs> times. This is the idiot he tweets back at. Somebody with the hashtag at Pulla underscore T, Trey Davis. Is that anybody? You think it was a fake account? Him I don't tweeting know. at himself? Um, hey. Oh. A burner account? Who's Trey Davis? Let's see what he's got. 488 followers. I have approximately 9,562 more followers than this person. And for whatever reason, you know, I can't get the response from Des Bryant. But Des Bryant did reach back and he tweeted out to this person. Was it during the game? Was it during the... Might have been post-game. Was it post-game? Um, here it is. The person tweets at Des Bryant. says, please come back. Please have Kim call Jerry first thing Monday. Who's Kim? I, I don't necessarily get the tweet, but is that his agent? I don't, I don't know. I don't, anyways, Des Bryant quotes the tweet and says, nah, I'm okay. I assume this is a Dallas Cowboys fan. He says, nah, I'm, o- I'm okay. He says, I would rather go somewhere I can showcase my skills for real. If I line up next to Gronk, Hogan, and Edelman, I'm sure, I'm for sure getting a one-on-one matchup. Plus, I won't be getting criticized or controlled for expressing my love for the game, dot, dot, dot. Washington is cool as well. <laughs> So he basically says, nah, I'm not coming back to Dallas, but I would play for, I would love to play for the Patriots. And I'd also go to Washington if the Redskins called me. I mean, I, as high as I am on Washington, I do think that's a little crazy to say the only two teams I'd play for are the Patriots and the Redskins, but he's not crazy. He's not crazy saying Washington if Washington's on his list, because I think they're going to be good. And I think he knows that Alex Smith is a veteran QB that's not going to turn the ball over, but. I have been saying for weeks, Des Bryant and the Patriots are a good fit. And if you look at the contracts, the teams are reportedly offering Des Bryant, which is a one-year deal, less than $5 million base salary. Cleveland offered that to him. If you're Des Bryant, are you going to take that money and play for Cleveland? Or are you going to take that money and play for a contender like the Patriots? Patriots. He wants to play for the Pats. Pete, I don't rule it out. I really don't. I'm not ruling it out. You know what else I'm not ruling out? Speaking of receivers, going places, and maybe, I know Philip Dossett, I just gave him a, you know, I gave him some praise earlier in the show, and that's a good thing, but I mean, let's be honest, who would you take, Philip Dossett or Des Bryant? Who would you take, Philip Dossett or Larry Fitzgerald? 
Larry Fitz has been trying to come here for how long? No, now? he has. Yes, he has. He has been. Ha- he, he's been trying. He loves the Patriots. <laughs> how do you he know that? Loves the Patriots. How do you know he that? He's the same way like Des, where he just he throws out those little hints about t- playing with Tom Brady all the time. Does he? Yeah. Larry Fitz, come on, man. I think that's in your head. No, it's not I think you. So, are you implying that all the rumors we hear about Larry Fitz, he leaks them? <laughs> like I, that could be. Maybe that's that it. could be the. Here's thing the too. deal. Arizona. I mean, I don't think they're gonna do anything this year. And Larry Fitz can say all he wants. He wants to finish his career in Arizona. This, that, the other thing. But come on, if you got a chance to, if you got a chance to get moved at the deadline and play for a contender, you're gonna say no to that. I mean, I, I'm waiting for the Larry Fitz trade rumors to start already after they lost to Washington yesterday. So I'm waiting for those. And then we're also going to continue to hear the Des Bryant rumors. So um, I think you keep an eye for the Patriots on both of those fronts. But anyways, Des Bryant tweets. I thought that was the biggest, that was the biggest news of the Cowboys-Panthers game was that Des Bryant on Twitter said, he ain't going back to Dallas, but he would go to the Patriots or Washington. <laughs> if... If they called upon his services. And maybe they will. So that's what we got in week one. Those were the biggest stories. My DraftKings got to have him play was Kareem Hunt. Not great. Not good. Bad. 16 carries. 49 yards for Kareem Hunt. No touchdowns. Just a not a good game for Kareem Hunt. Kansas City. They, they had a nice game. In a win over the Chargers. I told you about Patrick Mahomes. But... Uh, you know, you had a couple other players, and that maybe leads me into the shoulda, coulda, woulda segment. But uh, Kareem Hunt did not get the job done in my DraftKings lineup, so I apologize for that advice. My gotta have him play was a not so gotta have him in Kareem Hunt, which brings me to a new segment we'll do every Monday with producer Pete in studio. It's called Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda, and it is presented by CrossFit 617. Schedule a free intro class today at CrossFit617.com. And when you do that, make sure you tell them that I sent you to get 20% off your first month membership at CrossFit 617. Again, CrossFit617.com. So, Pete, with that said, what do we got? Shoulda, coulda, woulda? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Who uh, should I have been on this, this past is, weekend? This is easy. Sticking with the same team, Kansas City Chiefs. We're going with wide receiver Tyreek Hill for just a few more dollars in uh, your daily fantasy Sports, you could have got him. He put up about 45 points. Uh, crushed me in my fantasy league. So that's the guy you should have went with from the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Mm. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Should have, could have, would have. He's a guy that got, got overlooked, too, in a couple fantasy drafts I was in. Um, a lot of people going with Kareem Hunt first overall from the Chiefs. So it's... Uh, well, the reason I picked Hunt is because... He crushed it early in the season last year. He also crushed the Chargers last year in the two games they played. So I'm thinking to myself, well, this is just one of those matchups. Like, you know, guys just own teams. Like, when they own teams, they own teams. And you also heard reports that this season, they were going to get Hunt the ball in the passing game as well. Like, kind of using him in this, like, Alvin Kamara role. Alvin Kamara-type role where you're dumping it off to him. And you know what? They didn't do that. He didn't even have a catch in this game. So, I mean, I misplayed that and I misread that big time. Tyreek Hill, maybe Tyreek Hill gets overlooked because you think to yourself, when a team's going to stop kicking it to him? Or when are they just going to not, right? I mean, why don't you just, you know, kick yeah. it out of bounds? I mean, his size, too. He's a smaller guy, but uh, he always seems to, to come out with these dynamic plays. Always. Yeah, he does. So that's my shoulda, coulda, woulda. Highlight real type it's, guy. It's not always going to be a player. 
Could be a team. No, no. Today, Could be a team yeah. that maybe you put some money on, Pete. If you have two, you can oh, always yeah. give me two. I, you know, it's just, again, it, it's up to you how well you want to promote CrossFit 617. I mean, it's really, you know. <laughs> I, I For the most part, you might not need to tell me anything because I, I plan on getting a lot right uh, this season. I'm already feeling good 4-1 and one with picks picks. My DraftKings got to have them plays will improve as the weeks go on. So I give those every Thursday along with my picks, and I will give more of them this Thursday. So make sure you subscribe to the show and uh, – Download the episodes and listen to my picks and help yourself win some money. At least I will help you and put money on me on betonline.ag. Though there is a lot of pressure on me now because, Pete, you're not the only one that's put money on me. I've had other people texting me saying they've done the same. Good. I mean, good and, like, what happens if I don't win and you guys all lose money because, you know, I ended up going against... Yeah, my just, own thoughts and like picking Philip Rivers to win a game that cost me a, you guys like a thousand dollars. That's just the nature of the game, man. We know the risk. Yeah, you we say yeah. You, you're telling me very calmly right now the nature of the game as as it's looking good. <laughs> um, but we'll see what happens. It's a long season, and uh, there'll be plenty of football on this show, and soon enough there'll be plenty of baseball because the Major League Baseball postseason. As you know, it begins in October, and I love postseason baseball, especially when the Red Sox are involved, and the Red Sox are going to be involved. But over the weekend, the Red Sox lost two of three at home to the Houston Astros. It was a big series. Uh, you know, they prevented a sweep on Sunday night. I was one. Pete, I watched the end. I saw the walk-off. Red Sox walk it off in a weird fashion. You know, that, hit, that ball hit the left field. It kind of... S- squirts away and the run scores Sox walk it off last night on Sunday night baseball to prevent being swept uh they lose two of three now you got Toronto in town the big story there is that Chris Sale is going to return from the DL tomorrow Tuesday night to pitch against the Blue Jays is it too early Eh. you can make a case if you wanted to keep him out another week or two be my guest I just don't want to see him return empty the tank and then have some type of inflammation there again. If they give him another DL stint, <laughs> Pete, remember I told you? Like, the first DL stint, I said, hey, I'm not concerned, but I'm not not concerned. Does that make sense? And, you know, you were a little confused with that. Then he gets put on the DL again, and I'm like, eh, I'm concerned. So, you know, I need to see him. And I need to see him throwing 100, but I don't need to see him just throwing 100. I need to see him throwing 100 and then staying on the roster and doing it again the next game. Right? I need to see it again. I If he gets put on the DL one more time, I think you should start hitting the panic button. Because I will be smashing that fucking thing like you can't even believe. Uh, so that's the Red Sox. I mean, look, this was a big series over the weekend against Houston. It's just like, do you want to overreact to that? I do think they're going to see Houston in the playoffs. I do. I think they'll see him. Somewhere, somehow, they're going to see Houston again. And when you get to that point, you're going to need Chris Sale, and you're going to need David Price to to show up, uh, you know, out of the rotation. But you're also going to need the bullpen because that's been an issue. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to overreact to losing two of three to the Astros, but I will react accordingly as Chris Sale returns and seeing what he can be and if he can not go back to the DL after the start Tuesday night 
against Toronto. So that's what we got. We don't have NHL yet. We don't have NBA yet. It's an exciting time of year. There's a lot going on. Um, you know, I didn't mention any college football in today's show. I didn't mention the fact that, you know, Serena Williams is yelling at people and getting fined and getting screwed over. Um, I didn't mention any golf, right? Any Tiger Woods stuff, like Tiger Woods being back. I didn't mention any of that. Oh, Tiger Woods is back? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eh, uh, eh, eh, eh. I don't know. He's back. Not please. sure. He's back. Eh, that's your boy. It's not my boy. That's your boy. Um, But the Ryder Cup will be here soon enough, so we'll be able to talk about that when it comes. But Thursday, I'll be back making picks, and Pete, you'll be back, what, Monday? Yeah, I'll be back on Monday. Monday, and uh, we'll give you another shoulda, coulda, woulda. But uh, NFL season here, it's an exciting time, and I love making picks, so I'll make more on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Pete, thanks for joining me today. Get this show whenever you want at podcastone.com, also on the Podcast One app, also on iTunes, Spotify, uh, really anywhere podcasts are available that you can download podcasts. Also on my website, dannypicard.com. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dannypicard. I will be giving away NHL 19 this week. Also, I'll be getting NBA Live 19 soon enough. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all forms of social media. I am out. Talk to you again on Thursday. <laughs>